What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it's time once again for more of the top albums from 1990, officially our top 70 of 1990, part five of our overall 90 from 90 special series right here. So yes, let's get back to the countdown. Top 70 albums of 1990. Coming in at number 50 right here uh, is this band. I love this band. True alternatives, true punk for sure, because they don't care about being commercial or anything like that. And they rip on the industry and, you know, all those kinds of things. And I love them. I, I've been a fan of this band since like the late 80s. Of course, their big song, Punk Rock Girl, talking about the Dead Milkmen. They put out their fifth studio album on July 1st of 1990. It was called Metaphysical Graffiti. Gotta be the album title of the year. I don't think there's a better one than that, but we'll see. Uh, produced by Brian Bongwizard Beatty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I said, love me some Dead Milkmen. I really like Metaphysical Graffiti a lot. One of their stronger records. Hard to pick a song to represent this album. You know, it's a little all over the place, stylistically. It's definitely humorous all the way through. I could have played a bunch of different songs off here. They're all great. If You Love Somebody, Set Them on Fire. I Tripped Over the Ottoman. Methodist Coloring Book. They're all super fun. But I'm going to go with this one right here. This one's really near and dear to my heart. Almost as relatable as I Tripped Over the Ottoman. Because I do that quite a bit. But I'm going to go with this one right here. Because I also echo the sentiment and praise right here. So kicking off... This particular episode, coming in at number 50 from the top albums of 1990, from Metaphysical Graffiti, probably the album title of the year. This is The Dead Milkman with In Praise of Sha-na-na.
Kicking off this particular episode in fine fashion, that was the great Dead Milkman from the album Metaphysical Graffiti that was in praise of Shanana. And yes, you should all be in praise of the mighty Shanana. I say this non satirically. I love me some Shanana. I really do. All right, coming in at number 49 right here, uh, another great kind of alternative Hall of Fame, also punk rock. Also super fucking cool. I mean, this is a cool fucking band. A sexy-ass band right here. The Cramps, they put out their fourth studio album in 1990 on February 12th of 1990 to be exact. This album was produced by Poison Ivy. Yes, I read that right. Psychobilly Kings, The Cramps. Oh my God, we love The Cramps. Yes, we do. This album, Stay Sick. It's a fun record. A little by the numbers, but I I really, you know, The Cramps really kind of go in that Motorhead, ACDC, Cheeseburger Method. You know, I want the cramps to be a certain thing, and they, like, always deliver. So, nothing wrong with that at all. Let's get to it right here. You actually might remember this song from Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) I remember that happening at one point, so I figured, hell, let's play it. Maybe you haven't heard it since then. So now you get to hear it all the way through with no commentary, uh, even by a yo-yo like me. So here you go. This is the Cramps and Bikini Girls with Machine Guns.
All right, yes. Yeah, I'd pay to see that movie if it was the theme song from a movie that doesn't exist, but I'm sure there's something similar to it. Should have been a Russ Meyer movie back in the day, but there you go. Bikini Girls with Machine Guns by the Cramps off of their album Stay Sick. Another fun one right there. Moving over to number 48 of the top 70 albums of 1990. Coming in here at number 48 is this band right here. Uh, Also, True Alternatives. This band definitely has been alternative through and through. Very punk rock in a way, in a sense. And definitely a 90s band if there was one. Super Chunk right here. Yes, we even play some indie rock here on Rock Strikes 10. Something from Matador Records? That never happens here. No, but, you know, I try to be all-encompassing. And Super Chunk, a quality rock and roll band, also gets extra cool points for being name-checked on the song First Date by Denko Jones. Yes, all right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is their debut album. They started off in the 90s, and that's very fitting. It came out on September 25th of 1990. This is their self-titled debut, and as far as I can tell, self-produced. So we're going to go with that. So to represent this particular album, uh, another, you know, this is a very 90s title as well. (laughs) Everything about this is 90s. So here you go. This is Super Chunk with Slack Motherfucker.
right, some super chunk right there, kicking up my indie credibility by just a little notch right here, and I'm going to bet the house and lose it all right here <laughs> on this next entry, because I like this album pretty much just as much as that record, if not just a little bit more, obviously, by its chart positioning. We're going to move over here to number 47, yet another band making their debut here in the 90s, although stylistically definitely perceived as being 80s. <laughs> Firehouse, yes, I'm losing all my indie credibility in one stroke by playing Firehouse, but I gotta say, I do love me some Firehouse singles, at least. Uh, you know, I, I don't own a full-length album by them. I have listened to all their full-lengths, including this debut recently, of course I have. But uh, I gotta say, I own a best of a Firehouse, and man, this one gets the job done. They they just know how to write a catchy song, you know. So it is pop metal, almost at its finest right here. No apologies. And I even realized that my favorite song off of this particular record, and there's some good strong songs on here, I gotta say. I still love Don't Treat Me Bad. I don't know why. I still love Shake and Tumble. I still don't know why. And I especially love this song. I think this song is really awesome. And I get it, like, musically, it's round and round, part two. But it's still absolutely the shit. I love it. So here's Firehouse from the album Firehouse with All She Wrote. <laughs>
All right, a little firehouse for you right there. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. That might be impossible, though, but it was still super fun. All right, and uh, by the way, before I get to the next entry, there was an album of similar fare that didn't make the countdown because the, the album honestly wasn't that strong, but definitely one of my other favorite massive pop metal songs of 1990. You got to go check it out if you've never heard it or if you haven't heard it in a while. One in a Million by Trickster. That song is badass. I love that. Pop metal, once again, it's great. All right, moving on here. I'm going to try to make some reparations to the indies, to the hipsters, and, uh, you know, try to get some sort of... They've probably tuned out. Who am I kidding? But here's my attempt to win back their good graces right here from a band I also legitimately love. Uh, This was also their debut album. A lot of debuts here. That's what's great about 1990. We're bringing in the new guard... And it's time for some Fugazi, or Fugazi, depending on who you ask. But yeah, love me some Fugazi. I always say true alternative, and I am trying not to wear out that phrase. Boy, talk about, uh, and mentality-wise, it doesn't get more punk rock than Fugazi. $5 concert tickets, no merch. You've probably seen the shirt that says, this is not a Fugazi shirt back in the day. They didn't make that shirt. It's a bootleg shirt. It's no more legitimate than Calvin peeing on something. So, yeah, Fugazi, totally punk rock, total road dogs. They are in it for the music and the love. They are definitely, definitely not in it for the money. They never were. Ian McKay, he's the man. So right here, their first full-length album, because they put out some other stuff before this, but their first full-length album in 1990 called Repeater. Came out on April 19th of 1990, co-produced by the band and Ted Nicely. Not to be confused with Ted Nugent. Not even close to being confused with a name like Nicely. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, speaking of which, I said they don't do this, and they don't. But I like the fact that I'm going to play this song because it's one of my favorites on repeater. So here you go. Here's Fugazi with Merchandise.
And at number 46 right there, that was Fugazi with the Repeater album. What you heard was merchandise off of that record. Hope you enjoyed that. Moving up to number 45 on the list here. Cool number if you're talking about music. Not so cool if you're talking about politics. But I guess it's only fitting that number 45 is the sophomore album by Sacred Reich. Really cool metal band. Uh, Started off in the 80s, but definitely 90s for me. And uh, yeah, Sacred Reich, like I said, really cool. This is their album. And like I said, it's fitting that it's 45 because it's from the album The American Way. Yes, ironically, of course it is. Uh, So yeah, nothing like seeing what I perceive to be the Statue of Liberty being stoned on the the cover of the album to really put it forward right there. And uh, so yeah, simple. I like that. It's rock and roll. So yeah, this album came out on May 15th of 1990, co-produced by the band and Bill Matoyer. Yeah, so I didn't get into them until Independent. I did hear The American Way on Headbangers Ball and I liked it. And yes, I did see it. And I remember going, oh, that's Sacred Reich when I saw a clip of this video in Encino Man. Of course I did. I saw Encino Man a lot. I still do. Uh, So here you go. To represent this album, we are going to play the title track. So turn it up. It's The American Way. Oh, 
Yes, it is the American way. It's also the American way to listen to Rock Strikes 10 and subscribe and share. There's my propaganda, and there'll be more at the end of the show. Stay tuned. Okay, we are up to album number 44 in our top 70 albums of 1990 in our overall part five of the 90 from 90 series. Getting to a band that sadly put out their very last to this date studio album in 1990 on September 25th to be exact. An album produced by a man called Scott Litt. With two T's, by the way, if you look them up. Uh, but this band right here, The Replacements, oh, we're saying goodbye to The Replacements here in 1990. It's so sad. They live on in spirit and in their other projects, like what Westerberg does and what Tommy Stinson does, like Bash and Pop and things like that. And I love Tommy and I, I love Paul and I love everybody in that band. The Replacements, they were absolute greatness. They don't make them like that anymore. And I'm sure club owners are ecstatic. Okay. So yeah, this album here all shook down. It's pretty cool. It's not their best album, but it's not a terrible note to go out on either. And uh, yeah, not just on principle, but because they deserve to be on this list. That's why we're playing them. So here you go. To represent this album here, all shook down. This is, of course, once again, the replacements and the song Bent Out of Shape.
Been out of shape right there from the album All Shook Down by The Great Replacements, and they are calling it a day at the beginning of the 90s. So sad, but we move on to this one right here, number 43, and I gotta give it up to my man Pete LaRussa from the I Am Vinyl podcast here on CNJ Radio. My friend Pete kind of got me back into this album again, and uh, for that reason, maybe not only for that reason, but definitely an important part of getting it on this countdown here and getting noticed by me once again is this album right here. Coming in at number 43 is the album Act 3 by Death Angel. Yes, this album came out on April 10th of 1990, co-produced by the great Max Norman and Tom Zutat. We talked about him on the last episode, I believe. But yeah, Death Angel. I've actually seen them live. I saw them open for Anthrax a few years ago. Very quality band. I'm glad to see that they're still doing it. And uh, I guess the knock on them I had, like, early on as a kid, I'd see them on the ball and stuff like that. But I always thought that their singer sounded too much like Joey Belladonna. And that might still be the case in my opinion. But at this point in my life, I'm like, well, there's nothing really wrong with that. So, yeah, I like me some Death Angel. (laughs) So, yeah, and Act 3 is a solid record right here. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you, Pete. It's really nice to have this on vinyl. So thanks for the gift, by the way. Pulling the curtain back a little bit. I see the curtain on the album cover, so that kind of makes me think of that phrase. But yeah, here you go. From Act 3, this is Death Angel and the song XTC.
XTC right there, EX-TC, by Death Angel from the album Act 3, came in here at number 43 on the top 70 albums of 1990 countdown right here. We're moving on here to number 42, a very spacey number for this band right here, who is pretty damn spacey, but I love them. Uh, I first saw this band when they first came out. I was, I've said this before on the show many times, and I will continue to say it. When I was growing up, I would equally watch OMTV Raps and Headbangers Ball back-to-back on Saturday nights, and I was all the better music fan for it. feel very enriched by that experience. Uh, but yeah, I saw this band. I was like, wow, this is definitely something different right here. Not your average band. Not even just for rap, but for just music, period. I, I just like, man, this music is very interesting, and the delivery is very interesting, and I still like this band a lot. If you have nothing by them, you should at least have a best of. I mean, come on. But we're going to talk about Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe Called Quest, officially. And it was their rookie year in 1990. They put out their first full-length record on April 10th, 1990. seems like every album I talk about came out on April. That was just a release bonanza month. But anyway, getting back to the point. A Tribe Called Quest and their debut album right here, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. Not the album title of the year. <laughs> it's no metaphysical graffiti, but uh, hey, it'll do. It gets by on being a quality record, but yeah. And I knew exactly what song I was going to use. This is a cool album regardless. You should definitely check it out. But, you know, you got to play this one. There, there's no reason to not play this. It's always fun. So here you go to represent A Tribe Called Quest and their debut album here, which I will not repeat. By the way, it's self-produced. There you go. They self-produced this record. Uh, but here you go. Always fun. Because we're going on a road trip, once again, because I left my wallet in El Segundo. Okay, so guitarra. Okay, so um, let's start with this. What's, what's your name? Cutie. Where were you going? Who were you going with? Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. My mother went away for a month-long trip. Cutting some friends on an ocean liner ship. She made a big mistake by leaving me home. I had to roam, so I picked up the phone. Got Ollie up to see what was going down. Told him I pick him up so we could drive around. Took the Dodge Dart, a 74. My mother left the yard, but I needed one more. Shaheed had me covered with a hundred green backs. So we left Brooklyn and we made big tracks. Drove down the belt, got all the conduit. Came to a tow, we paid and went through it. Had no destination, we was on a quest. I leave late in the back so he can get rest. Drove down the road for two days and a half. The sun had just risen. On a dusty path, just been a figure Had caught my eye, a mirror for Sabrero who was four feet high I pulled over to ask where he was at His index finger, he tipped off his hat El Segundo, he said, my name is Pedro If you need directions, I'll tell you pronto Need a civilization, some sort of reservation He said a mile south, there's a fast food station Thanks to you as I started the motor Ali said, damn, what did you drive so far for? Well, describe to me what the wallet looks like Anyway, a gas station we passed, we got gas, and went on to get grub. It was a nice little pub in the middle of nowhere. Anywhere would have been better. I ordered enchiladas and I ate them. 
Ali had the foot punch. When we finished, we thought for ways to get back. I had a hunch. Ali said, pay for lunch. So I did it. Pulled out the wallet and I saw this wicked, beautiful lady. She was a waitress there. Put the wallet down and stared and stared to put me back into reality. Here's Shahid. Yo, tip man, you got what you need? I checked for keys and started to step. Well, what do you know? My wallet, I forget. Yo, it was a brown wallet. Had props numbers. Had my Jimmy hats. I gotta get it, man. Lord, have mercy. The heat got hotter. Ali starts to curse me. I feel bad, but he makes me feel badder. Chit, chit, chatter. Car starts to scatter. Breaking on out, we was northeast bound. Jetting on down at the speed of sound. Three days coming and three more going. We get back and there was no slack. 490 max. Madison, we're here, shy. He said, all right, see you tomorrow. Thinking about the past week, the last week. Hands go in my pocket, I can't speak. Hop in the car and torpede to the shack. The shy, we gotta go back. When he said why, I said we gotta go. Cause I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I got got to get it. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. I always get the enchiladas myself, so thankfully I wasn't the one in Jeopardy. But there you go. I left my wallet in El Segundo by a tribe called Quest playing that hippity hop. All right. So moving over to number 41 and the last song of the day today. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. I promise. But we're going to talk about this one. And I'm going to go ahead and give this one the current title of Best Album Title of 1990. So sorry. Metaphysical Graffiti has slipped down to number two, but that's okay because it's time to talk about Fear of a Black Planet. Yes, this album came out on April 10th of 1990, co-produced by Chuck D, Eric Vietnam Sadler, Hank Shockley, and Keith Shockley, the Bomb Squad. This one right here, this one's a beast. Now, it's not a perfect album, obviously. It's number 41, so there there's some imperfections on there. There's definitely a little too much filler for me on here. There's a couple of songs I just don't like. But man, when this album is on, it is on. It is strong. It is one of the great albums uh, of rap and hip-hop history. So it's definitely worth listening to. You got, of course, Fight the Power and, and 911 is a joke. I mean, th- this thing is, is really great. And I'm going to play this one to represent the album right here. Because this is one of those songs you can't sit still while you're listening to it. It demands your full attention. It demands and compels your body to move. It makes you uncomfortable. It's just manic as all fucking get out. So here you go from Fear of a Black Planet. This is Public Enemy and Brothers Gonna Work It Out.
Cause I'm music serving you some music Papa got a brand new funk Kick down, play for your rap Let's get it on, like we said before See the brothers call the trouble, hit the bust the bubble Cause we rumble from our lower level To condition your condition, we're gonna do a song That you never heard before Make it all jump along to the education Brothers gotta work it out and stop chasing
right. Who thinks, you know, what we need to loop just to make people like really squirm in their seats is like the final guitar solo outro bit from Prince's Let's Go Crazy. I mean, over and over and over again. But that's kind of one of the things that really makes that song for me. Brother's Gonna Work It Out by Public Enemy from Fear of a Black Planet, the current title holder for album title of the year. Let's see if it gets unseated. There's a little teaser for you. Now you gotta stay tuned for the next 40 entries here on the top 70 albums of 1990. Stay tuned through the rest of the 90 from 90 series that we're doing right here to close off the year 2020, celebrating 30 years since the dawn of the 90s. Wow. All right, let's get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to start the top 40 albums of 1990 in about 24 hours. Till then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, and the best damn outro song in all of the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens Ruby and Ripley get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.